All right, so we're going to talk tonight about friendships. And um, this is our theme of camp as well. Actually, we're talking tonight about, sorry, not friendships, we're talking about the power of your words, but your friendships are so impacted by the power of your words, it's kind of related. And I was thinking, um, you know, we talked about Jonathan and David, if you could rewind the tape about a month ago, it feels like forever ago. We talked about it roughly about that long ago. And, um, and I was just thinking, those people who are really good at making good friendships and keeping good friendships, they're choosing to forgive. Right? If you want to keep a friendship for a long period of time, they're purposely choosing to forgive. Right? They're choosing their friendship. Versus people often that struggle with friendships, especially not necessarily maybe short-term or seasonal friendships, but struggle with long-term friendships. It's because they often fall into drama and they get defensive. Right? So think about it. Somebody who struggles with friendship, often they resort to being defensive when there's a problem, versus others who will choose to forgive. They're not going to worry about defending themselves. Okay? It's one of the key things that just having a successful friendship. When you think about Jonathan and David's story, they chose to, to choose their friendship, right, over drama and defensiveness. Right? Neither one of them were defensive. In that story. Saul, I mean, Jonathan could have easily been defensive about his dad, right? and he chose not to do so. So just encourage you, if you when you have relational conflict, because you're going to have conflict with your friends, not to be defensive, and to choose to forgive them. Go a long ways to helping you have long-term friendships. So some things make us um, friends with people, often we share beliefs with them, right? So for example, life is a natural thing, right? Anything, um, a core belief especially, it's the center of any healthy marriage, right? You have similar interests often with your friends, so you might have similar hobbies, um, similar likes, similar movies you enjoy, similar humor perhaps that you like. Um, often you can be related to your friends, right? You can be cousins or family members or siblings. Often there's somebody you spend a lot of time with, you know, just simply being around them, somebody you can grow up, for example, you know, if you never leave Billings, you go from kindergarten to high school, often some of your friends are just simply people you spend the most time with. Um, good character of friendship is obviously good character, somebody you can trust, somebody who doesn't gossip, somebody who can be vulnerable, share some of their wounds with you. Um, but every friendship, no matter what draws you together and begins the friendship, requires communication. Every friendship on some level requires communication. Even for us guys that don't talk as much, right? It requires communication. And so today we're going to talk a little bit from the Bible about the power of our words and how they can impact us and what to kind of watch out for a little bit. So we're going to be in James chapter 3. If you want to grab your Bibles, I'll start reading when I get there. If you want to be in James chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Here's James warning about the power of words. He says, Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers and sisters, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Those who are never at fault and what they say are perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses uh, to make them obey us, we can turn the entire or whole animal. Or we take ships for an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants them to go. 
Likewise, to the horse or to the ship, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a very small spot. The tongue also is a fire. The world of evil among the parts of the body, it corrupts the entire whole person, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it itself is set on fire by hell. Right? Pretty strong warning here, James kind of throws out, right? He doesn't have a lot to say positive about our words. So a couple things that jump out to me. First of all, if you're in leadership, you get judged more strictly, so you need to be careful if you have influence over other people. Leadership is influence. Right? So you don't have to have a title to be a leader. If you are influencing people on the sports team, in your family, in your friend groups, you are a leader. And you'll be judged more strictly because you're influencing people and people are mimicking your behavior. So you need to be careful about what you say and what you do. Right? A horse, and it talks about the horse, the bit of a horse, which is what goes in the horse's teeth that guides it, or the rudder of a ship. Right? They direct the whole course, he says, or, or sets the course, sets the direction of your life. Right? So we have to be careful, and so it is with our mouth. Our mouth can set the direction of your life. Think about it, your reputation and what people think of you, lots of it has to do with the words that come out of your mouth. Right? Lots of it has to do with the tone that comes out of your mouth. Lots of it has to do with the attitude that's reflected in the words that come out of your mouth. Right, so the words of your mouth have massive impact on your life. They need to warn that people be judged by the words of our mouth, not just our actions. You know, some people have the attitude that uh, when they're mature, it's like, oh, I can say whatever I want, right? I didn't do anything in person like that, right? It's a foolish attitude to have that, right? The words of our mouth and our actions are both equally important. James says a small spark can burn down an entire forest. I didn't think about it. There have been forests that have been lit on fire, especially when Montana is dry, and people just flipping a cigarette out the window when they're driving down the highway. And think how small that little cigarette is. And yet it can burn down 100,000 acres if it lands in the right spot. Right? There was, I remember in Missoula, um, this was you know, quite a while ago, maybe 15 years ago or something, but there was a truck that was driving down the road and literally a chain on the truck broke. And so this chain is dragging behind the truck, and it's sparking as it drives down the road. Well, between the border of Idaho and Montana, he started 13 forest fires with this chain that was just sitting on sparks so this will dry it up. And the amount of fires that he, the FBI was looking for this guy because he burned down so much federal land, all from a chain, right? And this is James Warren sparks, Think about somebody that walks through their life and just doesn't care what they say. They're letting out sparks all the time. James says, right? And all of the damage that is being caused because of an uncontrolled tongue. That's, that's his, his warning here. Right? A small spark can burn down a forest. Or another way of saying that is a few words can destroy all of your relationships. Think about it. Just say the wrong thing. Even just one sentence that comes out of your mouth. Ever say a sentence that you want to take back? Right? And anger maybe towards your parents or towards a friend or sibling or whatever. 
and how much problem it causes from just one sentence that should have been kept in your mind. Right? A small spark can burn down or destroy all of your relationships. Be very, very careful. Verse 6, James says that, the, this is interesting, that the tongue is evil and it corrupts the entire or whole person. Right, again, he's warning us to be exceptionally protective with our work. Maybe James all of us. We're going to be in James uh, chapter 3, verse 7. says that hell wants to use your tongue to destroy your life. That's, that's what he's saying. So we have to be careful what comes out of our mouth. James 1.9, he says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So why? A little interaction with this one. Why do you think James tells us to be quick to listen and slow to speak? Often you hear your parents say something kind of similar, or somebody say you have two ears and one mouth, listen more than you speak. James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak. Why? Why is he saying? perspective on something that happened, first of all, somebody obviously might lie or exaggerate, but not saying you ladies would, but sometimes that happens. And if such and such happens, you got to have a lot of discernment to figure out what actually went down, if you should even get involved. Right? Maybe it's not something that's your business when you get involved. But if they're really good friends of yours, you might care enough to try to help reconcile what happened, right? Get a little forgiveness going, understanding more. So, again, James kind of wants to be quick to listen. It doesn't hurt to listen. As long as you're not gossiping, right? and you would be violating scripture, start gossiping. But quick to listen, and slow to speak, or slow to render judgment. Right? Be careful how we respond. Alright, verse 7. James says, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by human beings. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Uh, how many of you know Kiara? 
So I was talking to her after, uh, in between camps, or beginning high school camp, and she hurt her back. Uh, she tried to get on a horse and got fucked off by a horse that had never been ridden before. Right? Now James here says that you can tame a wild animal, but you cannot tame the tongue. Right? So it's as dangerous as it is to try to ride a horse that's never been ridden before. Your tongue is even more dangerous. More uncontrollable. More wild, if you want to word it that way. Has it the nature, especially when our emotions get going, right? I was giving one of the guys a hard time at camp because I, I call him an emotional uh, thinker. Like, whatever he's thinking just comes out of his mouth, you know, and you're like, whoa, whoa, calm down a little. We're all what your emotions are, but not, they're not healthy right now. So we have to be careful when our emotions get going, we can say all kinds of things, right? All kinds of drama, all kinds of damage. And he tells us to be on guard our whole, whole life. Verse 9 he says, When the tongue, when the tongue we pray to our God and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness, out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both water, fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Our brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither one, neither a salt, I'm oh, sorry, neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. <coughs> so, again, he's saying you can't take something back. Right? Just, how many of you have been on social media and said something and regretted it? You? Right, you ever have something you want to respond to somebody and you send something out and like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that? Right, we have to be careful. Once you send something out there, especially in the media, it becomes permanent. Or accidentally send a text message like to the wrong person. Isn't that important? Right, I send a text message to my wife to somebody else a couple times. That's always funny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Africa, where they don't have electronics, you 
trying to overturn the resolve conflict guidelines. We want to do it face to face or at the very least or Google Home. Again, just a warning, you cannot take it back, and again, I think James would drill the top of his warning to us about anything that's electronic or media related. Again, he says, once you sit, sit, hit sin, sorry, it can be like raising wildfire. You can't control it. It can burn down or destroy not just one relationship, one tree, but an entire forest, all of your relationships. I think, um, I don't get too much into this, but think about like ladies, for example, that actually go to that send an inappropriate image on their phone, right? And they get blackmailed because they send it off to like everybody. It's very pervasive. A lot more than you would think. So be careful what we see. And then James Corson goes on and says, This is crazy that you could both praise God and curse people at the same time. Right? People gain the image of God. This doesn't make sense. Same thing again, electronic media related. You can praise God with a social post, and then you can tear somebody down with a social post. Doesn't make sense. It's totally contradictory. He says, be careful who you are and what do you represent and produce. Right? How can you produce both life and death? Your words should be a reflection of your source in life. So what is your source? Right? Because your words can speak life or they can speak death. Your words can build up friendships or they can tear down friendships. Not just yours, but just this. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right there, the fruit of heaven. Galatians 5.22, right before that, Galatians 5.19-21, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. But immorality, impurity, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, envy, etc., 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 the fruit of hell. So what's coming out of your words? On social media, is it fruit of heaven? Does it build up lives? Does it tear them down? Does it divide or does it connect? Right? You want to speak the fruit of life, not the fruit of death. You want to unite people, not divide them. You want to build up friendships, not tear them down. So I'm going to pray for us. We're going to break up into small groups. Lord, I just thank you for your word. Um, your word is so practical, God. It really is so practical. Lord, we need the instruction of James chapter 3 now more than ever with the mention of social media even email, even though it's so outdated, it's very modern in the historical world. Text messaging, all these things. God, help us to represent you and to represent life really well. In every way, in every instance, Lord, help us to control our emotions, help us to take the tongue and surrender to you. Thank you.